hello hello we are back with a new episode let's go levacy podcast and today in this exact moment let's actually address the elephant in the room no pun intended I feel like we do have moments where we're like, okay, cool, I made progress, I finally changed the situation that I was in, right? I finally took the steps that I needed to, to get into a better environment, to be situated in a place where, you know, I have things actually pouring into me, like I'm on the road to recovery, so to speak. And so, you know, that might be played out in different ways. But ultimately, like, we have those seasons of feeling like, okay, I'm growing. And then we have like this weird shift that happens where it's like, we start doubting and questioning where we are and we're like wait a minute like is this actually what I want to do is this actually where I want to be like did I make a mistake like should I go back to this old place that I was in that was comfortable you know like I knew what to anticipate I knew what to expect and so sometimes we can be a creature of habit But the habit that we're, you know, so used to might have been like a place that wasn't conducive to you, a place that wasn't even healthy, but because we're so used to it, like we have this internal schedule, like sometimes we just stay places that we're not even meant to be or to stay in because we're so afraid of the unknown. We're praying, God, change my situation, change this relationship, change this dynamic, this friendship, I don't know, my work environment, whatever it is for you. And change happens, and then all of a sudden, we're like, wait a minute, I'm not in control anymore. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know what to expect let me just go back. And so let's bring it to the Bible, right? There's um, chapters in the Bible, Exodus chapter 16. We're going to talk about the people of Israel. Now, a lot of the times when I read about the people of Israel, I'm always like, man, this really is us. This really is a representation of like our faultiness. You know what I mean? When it comes to like the ability of actually staying faithful, not only to God's commands, but like to him, like we're some, sometimes we're like so flip floppy. Like we're like, yes, God, I'm going to serve you. Yes, God, I want to please you. And then it's like, "Mm, I want to please myself. I want to serve myself. I want to just wild out. And it's like this weird back and forth. And so I think it's so beautiful that God allows us to like read those types of relationships in the Old Testament. 
through his people, you see that like it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always like, you know, roses and flowers and everything. Like there were times where God called his people out, you know, like called them like stiff necked, like disrespectful, like ignorant, like lacking knowledge, you know, for for things that they were allowing to lead them astray, whether that was their own desires, whether that was, you know, serving false gods and creating like these weird, um, like designed idols, um, or like, just turning their back on God, like right after some kind of a miracle happened and just being like, no, I still need a tangible thing, God, which you did wasn't enough, right? There's this like back and forth. And then God sometimes is almost like, okay, go do you. But then other times he's like, I will forgive you. You know, like I have mercy and compassion for you. I will fight the battles for you. I will take you out of your bondage. I will take you out of that place, right? That, you know, they were in slavery under Egypt. Like that was a very real thing. And it was like for such a long extent, period of time that like I said earlier it became I don't want to say like a nature a creature of habit but just like you're used to that being your life like you get up you do the same stuff you're treated the same way you know what I mean like you get used to that and so the Egypt the 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 Israelites you know went through a crazy moment where, you know, God sends Moses and, you know, goes through these interesting conversations with Pharaoh and tries to show like, hey, like, there's a greater force than just you. I understand, you know, you got people serving you, worshiping you, but Like I come to tell you some news from a source that's greater than you. And if you do not succumb, you don't oblige, um, there's going to be some consequences, right? And so, you know, Moses is saying the people are set free in such a miraculous way, okay? And so in your life, you can have moments where you're praying. You're like, God, you know, change this situation. I need your help. Like, I really need you, right? It could be a dark place. I don't know. Maybe you just feel stuck or internally battling. And then, like I said earlier, like change comes, right? So change came for the Israelites. Like they they were no longer in that place, that old place they were physically transitioned and positioned on the road to a promised land like a new place okay and 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 in the middle of that within the wilderness there was these moments or not even moments I should say but like mental mind shifts of like okay God what you're doing right now 
is not enough to the point of like, yo, I'm ready to go back to that place. I want you to hear what I'm saying. You get to a place where you're so desperate, you're so used to the old ways that when change actually comes, you're so uncomfortable that you'd rather be in your old place that you were in, though it was uh, unhealthy and it was a broken time, you'd rather be there because you feel like, well, at least I was self-sufficient. At least, you know, I knew what to expect. At least I knew what my days would kind of look like. At least I was comfortable and, and that's what we're searching and seeking is comfortability. And it's like so interesting because if we think about who God is, is he not the comforter? Like we look for sustainability and stability and reliability and it's like wait a minute God is stability God is reliability and he's able to comfort you because he's the comforter so the thing that we're looking for we're missing it because we don't want to allow God to be in control We'd rather want to feel and be in control instead of having faith, instead of relinquishing all control and just saying, God, I'm going to just trust you. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen. I actually don't even know if, like, I'm on the right path, but, like, I just trust you. So let, let, let's jump into Exodus chapter 16, starting in verse 1, to bring some context to this. All right, so Moses brings the Israelites out of Egypt in a miraculous way. The water parts, you know, they're away now from their enemies and they're in this wilderness. And I love when the Bible describes where people are in as like a physical wilderness. But I think you can also take that as like, you know, a wilderness, like a wilderness could be a season, a wilderness could be a you know, something in your past, whatever it is, right? But in this case, they were in an actual wilderness. But it was weird because, like, they were getting to where they needed to be. And sometimes when we pay too much attention to our surroundings, we can kind of, like, psych ourselves out and be like, no, 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 this is actually not the road I was supposed to take because it would look better. It would be prettier. It would be smoother. And it's like, hey, actually, where you are is where you need to be because God is actually protecting you. You being in the wilderness means that your enemies or their allies are not able 
able to detect where you are. And so the place that you're in that you think is a wilderness is actually what God is using to protect you as he's bringing you to where you need to be. It's not a mistake in God. I'm not talking about when we put ourselves in the wilderness. I'm talking about when God leads you through a wilderness. Hallelujah. Okay, so Exodus chapter 16, starting in verse 1, all right? We're going to talk about something called, you know, manna. Um, For simplicity's sake, we can say that this is a type of yeast that has developed and rose and kind of is like a cake or like a bread. Um, And so we're going to look at this. So, okay, starting in verse 1, it says, They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of Israel came to the wilderness of Sim, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt. All right, so I want you to note this. This is like two months and 15 days uh, after leaving that old place. Now watch the switch. The whole congregation of Israelites grew discontented and murmured and rebelled against the person that was used to lead them out. They rebelled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the Israelites said to them, would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and ate bread until we were full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this entire assembly with hunger. And so basically what they're saying is like, We've been in this wilderness. This doesn't make any sense. We It was better when we were in Egypt because at least when we were in Egypt, there was meat. You know, there was food. There was bread. Like, what's going on? This is not enough. You, you might as well let us die in that old place. Just crazy talk because what they don't understand is that that place they were in, had God not rescued them, they would have died. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, 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 boo-boo. That old place is not a better place. It is not. That's an illusion, okay? So they're complaining. They're saying this to Moses and to Aaron, right? And they're like, did you just bring us in this bizarre place so that we can die, like, this is a wilderness, like, you know, where's my kitchen and my oven and what's going on, you know what I mean? Obviously, it wouldn't be a kitchen or an oven at that time. I just recently went to Ikea, so anyways. Verse 4, then the Lord said to Moses, ooh, God heard the murmuring, he heard the whispering. So he says to servants, to Moses, behold, 
I will cause bread to rain down from heaven for you. Oh, can we pause there for a second? So I know that people are like complaining about physical food, but you need to remember something. At this point, it was two months and a half into their journey. And along the way, they obviously had some kind of substance. It's not like they didn't eat anything for the two months and a half, but it just, it, it, it wasn't what they wanted. So listen, they weren't necessarily on the surface surface level just complaining about the food the bible says that out of the out of the mouth the abundance of the heart speaks it's revealed so when someone starts talking about something a lot it's because it's in their heart and so they're not just complaining about food because they they've been fed along the way um they're complaining about the fact that they're no longer comfortable. Because you see how earlier what drove this whole like murmuring and everything and complaining was that the Bible says in verse 2, the whole congregation of Israelites grew discontented. They were discontent. They were unhappy. They felt as if they didn't have what they needed. They didn't have enough, right? Even though God just took them out. I need you to understand. Even though God just took them out of what was the most discontented part of their lives, Ooh, he just did that, right? And so they're saying food, but what they're really saying is, God, I don't like the fact, or Moses, I don't like the fact that we have no idea what tomorrow holds. I don't like the fact that we're not in control. I don't like the fact that we got to trust. I don't like the fact fact that I can't, you know, like I have to uh, believe God for something that I can't see. I don't like that very much, right? And so when God responds, I feel like it just reveals his sovereignty. It reveals his power and ability. So they're complaining about food and God's like, okay, bet. I'm going to take uh, a natural thing like rain, right? I'm going to take something that's part of like the environment, right? Because God is the God that, that speaks and it, it is. He creates he created through his word, right? Creation, right? And so he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to take this rain, right? And I'm going to make it into food and it's going to rain down. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day. And he starts explaining like how they need to kind of like portion out the food. So God does a miracle again. Mm -mm. He does a miracle again. 
And he's like, I'm going to just cause bread to rain down from heaven. Why? Because I'm God. Because I can do that. Hallelujah. And so he gives them these very specific instructions, you know, and, and in a way it's like, what do, what do you got to say now? Right? Like the Israelites, like, Hey, your God is providing food from the air down to you. You can't be like, I don't have what I need. Like he doesn't provide all that I need. He, he just did it again. Right. And so, you know, God gives them these instructions and, you know, uh, Moses addresses the people and he tries to like bring some kind of uh, correction, right? And he's like, yo, your complaints are not actually just against me as Moses, the person, because what you don't understand is that like you're speaking against the Lord Almighty, Right. So he says that to them in verse eight. Um, and then in verse nine, you know, he keeps saying like, you know, God is hearing your complaints. He's he's hearing this. Um, and this is what he's going to do. He's going to cause, you know, bread to fall from the sky. You know, uh, and the Bible says, you know, that you shall know that he is the Lord, your God, because no person can do that. No king, no whatever. Only God can do that. So he does that. All right. So remember I said that God laid out a certain like instructions of how they're supposed to portion out this food. So the Israelites disobey that. They take more than they should. They leave food out and whatever, whatever, whatever. They just kind of like disrespect um, the way that God is actually providing for them. Um, you know, very specific instructions of like in verse 19, you know, let none of it be left overnight. They didn't listen. So the point I'm trying to make is that like, we're frustrated with God, but sometimes like our perception is the problem. I'm going to just let that resonate. But anyways, you know, we're going through it. God keeps providing keeps providing this manna, you know, and all these different things. And so once we get to like verse 31, it just says that the house of Israel called the bread manna, you know, it was like a coriander seed white and it tasted like a flat pastry wafers with honey you know, and then uh, Moses says, this is the word which the Lord commands. Um, and he starts speaking to them. And he says, you know, that they may see the bread which I fed you in the wilderness. So God is saying like, yo, I'm not just providing this, but I, I also want others when they hear about this to know that I provide for you, that that I am the one that took you out of the land of Egypt. I took you out of your past. I took you out of that bad, broken place. And I'm still providing for you in what you think is a wilderness, right? And so um, what I kind of like wanted to focus on here is a couple of notes that I think will resonate with us. All right, so it's not that God wasn't prepared 
to physically feed them. It's not like he's like, I'm going to take you out of Egypt. Y'all going to walk for two months, couple days and eat nothing. No, 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 no. They had along the way, right? Um, it's not that God didn't care about that or like he forgot to feed them, right? But because they were complaining about a very specific thing, God kind of answered in a very specific way. So anyways, um, you know, in verse three, like we talked about, it's kind of like a snapshot of the deeper issues in the hearts of the people. So it wasn't just about food. It was like a deeper thing, you know, they were uncomfortable, they felt unstable, you know, walking in this wilderness. They couldn't rely on what they could see anymore. They would rather go back to what they felt like was true stability, comfortability. And so again, like, isn't this us? Right after God, out of his grace, <clears throat> God didn't have to do it. The Bible says that Jesus has compassion toward, he's moved with compassion towards us. God doesn't owe us anything. You know, the reason why he seeks after us is him actually fulfilling his own promise. It has nothing to do with like, yo, he like, like we made a deal with God and blah, blah, blah. No, he's like, I am fulfilling my promise. That's why after that flood with Noah, God said, I will never allow a flood to take the whole world. He kept his promise despite our unfaithfulness oh man so anyways it's through his grace that he took them out of Egypt it's through his grace that he takes you out of your Egypt whatever that might be bondage depression anxiety fear unhealthy situations environments whatever that is right they, and, and I want to be clear, I'm not saying that in life we choose the, to be in those environments, right? Sometimes those environments, you know, are out of our control and there's sometimes we don't have all the answers, right? So there is that scenario, which is very real, but alternatively, there are also situations where like, we kind of made a lot of different decisions that also positioned us to be susceptible to environments that aren't that ideal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, maybe it's a specific relationship. Like, you know this isn't healthy and people are telling you this, but you're kind of like just staying there and whatever it is outside of, you know, a relationship that might have actual, you know, like, uh, something that makes it a bit harder to get out of, like maybe there's abuse, maybe there's some serious issues going on there, right? But not in that context, but in like, you do have a choice to kind of maybe, you know, leave or break up or whatever that is, right? I'm talking about places where like, we do have choices, we do have decisions. So I just wanted to be clear about that in case, you know, you're like, well, I didn't bring this upon myself. And you're, 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 you're right in that sense. Right. But it doesn't mean that God is still not faithful or able to make a way. Right. But he's still with you. 
Um, and it doesn't make it right what's going on or what's happening to you. But anyways, um, they were seeking stability, comfortability, Right after God, out of his grace, makes a way for his people, they want to go back to what they know and what they knew. This wasn't just about bread. It was about faith. God is stability. He is reliability. And if he is able to like take you out of that place, that old place, then he's also able to keep you. And that's the thing that you know, they really needed to know. It's like, bro, he created a miracle, my guy. Even the person that he sent was a miracle. Moses wasn't even supposed to be alive. They were like going after his life the, the day he was born. His mom had to literally give him up. Bro, like that's even a miracle. And then, you know, he he's he's in a uh foreign like family and he had he has a different language and everything. Like this man was not who you think God would use, but he was exactly who God used. And so, you know, it, it's kind of like he did that miracle. And he's also able to do the miracle of bringing you to where you need to be. So I'm just saying, like, don't doubt it. You know, don't get off that road that you're on. If it's a road to recovery, like, stay on that road. Stay in what you think is instability. Because sometimes it's actually, like, you know, ripping things off you to become, like, that childlike faith where it's, like, you wake up in the morning, God's, like, I, I got you today, and you're, like, yes, you do. Yes, you got me. And no questions and whatever and everything, just trusting the word of God, like, taking it at its word and letting it lead and guide you. And listen, I'm not just saying this because I'm, like, oh, I've mastered this. Like, like, literally, I'm just like, wow, how many times was I like, God, I'd rather be there because at least I was comfortable. Like, I learned about myself. I'm kind of like a creature of habit. And I feel like God's trying to break that and, like, put me in situations where, like, I do feel afraid or worried or, like, I don't know how everything's going to pan out, you know? But I'm realizing, like, that's also part of his process. That's also part of his grace. Me not knowing, because it causes me to trust him and depend on him, right? And, and, and isn't that better than me trusting in myself, you know? So it's like God doesn't need a sidekick. He, he just wants you to be his child. He wants to take care of you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you don't got to be co-pilot. Cool like, just chill in the plane, bro. Like, he's, you know, flying the plane. But anyways... Hey guys, I hope this blessed you. Um, let us sit with you. You know, read about Exodus chapter 16 and the Israelites and everything. But uh, yeah, God bless you and have a wonderful day, evening, whatever it is. Buenas noches. Okay, ciao.